thank you for joining The Collective today. The Collective is a storytelling podcast interviewing hairstylists and makeup artists. On today's episode, I was able to sit down with makeup artist, esthetician, and brand founder, Pauline Faraci. Thank you so much, Pauline, for joining me on The Collective today. Thank you for having me, Brooke. I'm so excited to share your story and and your journey so far. So who is Pauline? Pauline, first off, um, is a mom, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend. um, And I just try to be the biggest cheerleader for those that I love. Um, So that's the the personal Pauline. And then the business Pauline is a professional makeup artist, licensed esthetician. I love what I do. And um, I feel so fortunate that my type of profession is ever changing, ever growing. And um, I'm constantly being curious. So I love learning new things. Um, I love new people, places and things. And I feel inspired by other people and nature and um food inspires me so i'm always wondering where my next meal is and if i'm on a job i'm I'm famous for packing the best snacks ever so (laughs) those little things are important to me so you're a makeup artist and esthetician you have your own studio and you have your own skincare line so how did you get to this point um Mid-80s, I started out as a makeup artist. Um, I never grew up wanting to be a makeup artist. It wasn't like I said, when I grew up, I'm going to be a makeup artist. I kind of did the type of jobs that people said I should do. Um, So I was working in a hospital in the radiology department. My sister was in administration, so she told me that I should go there and get a job because there's great benefits and paid holidays. And so I did that for about five years. Um, with no real passion, just kind of going through what I was told to do. And one day I opened up the newspaper and I was reading the living section and I saw a little teeny tiny ad with the picture of a black and white um, picture of um, a gal. It was very similar to, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Patrick Nagel back in the eighties, those, um, kind of modern little edgy um, pictures of women. Anyway, I saw it and it said, become a professional makeup artist. And I thought, that sounds fun. So (laughs) I answered this little ad and called the phone number and it was a finishing school. Back in those days, they had finishing schools where people would go for modeling and they would learn all different types of um, aspects of, you know, walking and etiquette. And they had a makeup school upstairs. And I walked into the interview with my mom. I asked her to come with me. And sitting behind this desk was this beautiful blonde woman with bright blue eyes, a feather in her hat, a beautiful Angora sweater. And I was just so mesmerized by her beauty and her charm and her sweetness and she was the makeup instructor for the school so um by the end of that little interview I was signing up to be a professional makeup artist and I did that um 
and she became my mentor and uh, she was going to open up a salon and spa one day. So she told me that I should go and get my license in um, skincare. So that's kind of what I did. I went and got my license and uh, traveled on the train every single day um, to a little beauty college that was literally on the wrong side of the tracks. I had to get off the train and cross the tracks to the bad part of town. Um, did that and uh when I was done, her spa salon wasn't ready yet, so she told me that I should go get a job uh, at Macy's, which was right across the way. And I'd never done retail, so I walked into Macy's, put my application in, and the one job that was open was a part-time counter manager at Chanel Cosmetics. And I said, okay, that's what I'll do part-time. I'll only be here for you know a little while till her spa opens. And my very first day, I was like a deer in a headlight because I had never done retail. And back then, the makeup departments were so big and everybody had their, their bays and not everybody was welcoming to the new person, you know, in the department. Um, right. And so my counter manager was um, this very nice gal, you know, Chanel head to toe. She went to lunch and it was my job to cover the counter while she went to lunch well she never came back from lunch ever <laughs> so she walked off left the job and the rumor was that she ran off with some married man in the mall <laughs> so I was thrown into then a full-time position at Chanel Cosmetics and I was scared um I'll say scared shitless can I say that Brooke <laughs> yes you can <laughs> <laughs> So I, I did that and um, I just had to learn. I had to learn fast and um, did that for maybe about a year and couldn't wait to get out of there. Um, so when my mentors and friend, good friend by now, she had um, been in touch with me and she took me on my first movie set um, took me to a first my first video um, music video she you know showed me how to do everything um, taught me how to drink martinis and <laughs> um, so she opened her spa and there I went and I was a employee for a short time and then when I built my clientele which you know she helped me along with that I became a renter and there I stayed for 14 years um, and uh, one day she decided she was going to sell her business. So we had six months to look for a place. And I'd never been really on my own own. And um, there was 16 people at this spa and salon. And the majority of everybody had found places to go and rent. And <clears throat> there was one gal that uh, was massage therapist. And she was this beautiful Hawaiian gal, um, Hawaiian Irish. And I really didn't know her for longer than a year, but we were the only two that had nowhere to go. So we looked at each other and said, hey, do you want to get a place together? And so that's exactly what we did. We found a spot in an expensive part of town, um, not far from where we were. And we had no budget. We had no plan. We just brought our furniture and brought things from home. And our husbands helped us open up this little loft and there we were for seven years um so you know not knowing her going into business together you know to fast forward to now um 
we're still side by side. We don't have our partnership in a business anymore, but um, we're like family. Um, uh, we left that area just due to the crash in the economy, and um, we ended up uh, dissolving our partnership and renting two little suites side by side. So she has hers, and I had mine, and um, I stayed with the business name. And she rebranded. Um, and then probably, let's see, I think it's been three years now since I did <clears throat> business evolution and um, decided to, you know, rebrand and call it Pauline Ferracci Beauty. So um, when we um, dissolved our partnership, we had a skincare line, <clears throat> um, pharmaceutical grade. Um, elegant packaging and elegant formulations. Uh, we were lucky enough to connect with a plastic surgeon that um, that is that became our medical advisor, and that's how we were able to have um, this line. So when we you know rebranded, <clears throat> I uh, expanded it and just you know repackaged and relabeled and. You know, moving forward now to being closed um, due to, you know, the current environment, what's happening in the world. Um, I've just been trying to keep my business up and running while my doors are closed. Um, so, you know, been some challenges, but I'm super thankful because it's it's pushed me outside of my comfort zone in many ways. And um I've tripled my online business um, compared to, you know, a year ago. So just constantly trying to evolve and um, grow and stay connected and stay healthy and inspire people to do the same. It's amazing that your online business has grown like that. So let's go back to um, whenever you went to school, whenever you went to um, the first school that you went to, the makeup school. Mm-hmm. So how was that? So I remember, um, you know, I grew up for the most part outside of Savannah, Georgia, and there was uh-huh. a, um, I can't remember, but it was like a finishing school as well. I can't remember the name of it, but mm-hmm. I remember that, like, I remember that you would go and take classes on walking and, and those yes. sorts of things. And then they would have the headshots and, and that sort of thing. So with the school being a part of that facility, did y'all do a lot of headshots? Like what was school like there? Um, it was at nighttime, so during the day they would do, you know, the majority of their their walking and their shows, and there was also a salon there. Um, so whenever there was any type of an event, so be it headshots, um, a video shoot, um, fashion shows, um, those are all the things that I just jumped right in because that's what Joni. Joni was my the, my mentor and my makeup instructor. And the name of the school was it was so famous in our area. It was called John Robert Powers. <laughs> um, so yeah, whatever opportunity came up, as as scared or nervous, you know, that I felt, which I had never done it, she just always encouraged me. You know, this will be a great experience. And so um, so yeah, that was you know. Um, my first little taste of, you know, being on a music video and um, we had to bring in a model, our own personal model, like, you know, a family member or friend every week at the end of the week. And we would put to use what we what she taught us, you know, everything from basic skincare to, you know, daytime look, evening look. Um, I think it was like an eight week course, eight to 10 weeks, I think is what it was. 
So, um, you know, she knew that having that aesthetic background um, was going to take take me further in my career. And I'm so glad I listened and and went to that beauty college and got my aesthetic license because, you know, it has been, you know, in times of makeup, as you know, sometimes gigs are few and far between. So I'm lucky that I've I've had that aspect of my career. Yeah, I think it's brilliant because then you've, you know, you were, you started with makeup, but then you kind of backtracked, so to speak, right? And built those foundations Yes. Um, in aesthetic school. I think it's brilliant. So, and then, you know, working at retail with Chanel, I always think I, when I taught in the Paul Mitchell schools, I used to always tell the students to go and work at a counter because I felt like you were exposed, you got your hands on more people, right? So you were exposed to different skin types and skin tones. I mean, yes. everything, face shapes, yes. eye shapes, everything. So I feel like that's a huge place to learn as well. So you're like, Yes. Um, you know, to be truthful, I didn't have a, a ton of hands-on beauty there. I mean, I had, uh, you know, a fair amount, mm-hmm. but the Chanel customer was the type of woman that walked up that and already right. ha- they wanted, you know, yeah. to replenish. Um, we used to have Japanese tourists that would come. And they would come with a list because um, it was, you know, less expensive here. And then we had also a conversion list where, you know, it was called something else in, you know, Japan. And then we would just kind of match it up. So it was kind of cool because people would just come and they would drop, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars. Back then, that was a lot. I mean, their lipsticks back then were eighteen dollars. And I found it really hard to sell eighteen dollar lipstick in the late 80s. Sure. Um, but they sent me to school. They sent me to Chanel School up in the city in San Francisco. And then every, you know, so many weeks, the main um, rep for Chanel would come in and her name was Kitty. And I was scared to death of her because she was like, what are the numbers? What have you sold? Why isn't this moving? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think most of my experience um you know, on different skins and faces came, you know, when I went to work at the spa and salon that um, my mentor opened up and then she gave me the position of the um, little makeup director. So I got to order all the makeup and um, run promotions and that type of thing. So that's, you know, really where I got the majority of my hands on. I mean, there were 16 stylists in the salon. So it was a nice rotation of people coming through. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of stylists in the salon. Mm-hmm. So they've got all of their clients. So, I mean, and that experience completely set you up for your own place. For all sure. All the stuff that you learned there. Yeah. So, so one thing I was going to mention when I um, opened up my own makeup and skincare studio with my partner at the time, um, I got really into the skincare portion and not so much makeup. I mean, I would do weddings here and there, um, but I got so my I ended up building so much of my clientele, you know, with facials and waxing that I was really missing the makeup um, portion. So when we moved and left our um, dissolved our partnership and then I opened up my little studio next to hers. 
I decided that I really wanted to get back into makeup. Like I wanted to make it a bigger piece of my pie. Um, and then I had done um, the business evolution with um, the powder group. And, you know, when Michael asked how, you know, what portion of our pie are we doing? You know, what type of stuff in our business and where do we want to see it grow? That kind of really fueled me to, you know, go back to my roots, back to makeup. So I started doing shopping trips um, for people because there's so much out there and I was no longer carrying a full brand of makeup. And I just decided that, you know, I, I had watched women in the department store. I mean, even the drugstore wander around and then get sold maybe $300 worth of product that they didn't know what to do with. So I just decided that's what I was going to focus on. So I started doing shopping trips and makeup lessons um, and then just, you know, becoming more involved with the powder group really uh, forced me to step outside of my comfort zone and um, do things that, you know, that I really wanted to do, but I was a little bit afraid to do. So I just started watching people. I started asking questions. And then one day I told myself that I could do that. You know, I, I could I could get that picture in a magazine. I could put together a photo shoot. I can do that. So that's I just started repeating that to myself and waiting, you know, for the right people um, to come along to get connected with that had kind of the same vision I did and wanted to collaborate. So um, in one year, uh, after a year and a half of, you know, working towards that, I got three publications. So I feel pretty proud about that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, it's one of my favorite things is being able to see my work. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like it's, it's just so nice to be able to to see it in in different forms, right? Right. And just to tap into that creativity. Yeah. I love it. I love doing shoots and I love the creative aspect to it. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I've watched you, you know, since I met you and I've seen on social media, I've seen all of the shopping trips, which I think is brilliant. I mean, I, because you offer that to your clients, right? You'll go out into like Sephora or wherever Mm-hmm. And do you do, do they come to your studio first and you do like a skin assessment or how does that work? So how I have it set up is um, I have a questionnaire that they fill out. We have a phone conversation. I find out what their budget is, um, you know, what their um, skill set is, you know. And um, I had a partnership um, going with the Makeup Forever Boutique, which was, you know, 20 minutes from my studio. Um, So we would meet up there. Um, If they wanted to do Sephora, I would do Sephora. I would do Ulta. I would do Mac once in a while. Um, So we would meet there at the store and I would already have a few things kind of picked out. I would have their little palette picked out and, um, and then we would um, on a different day, it would be a separate appointment. We would do a lesson back at my studio. So based on everything they purchased, I would teach them, you know, the most simplest look or if they wanted to do an evening, you know, glamorous look. So, um, yeah, it, it, it ended up being, you know, a a nice service. Um, but things have changed. So, (laughs) um, you know, I offered to do, you know, I can do online shopping trips, but yeah, that's kind of quieted down for now. Um, and I think with, my schedule getting very busy in the studio, 
um, I kind of started phasing out of the shopping trips on location because they did require total about a four four hour window. Um, so then I focused more on the, um, I called it a BYOM, so bring your own makeup. They would bring their own makeup in. I would edit their bag out, and then they would pick uh, a look that they wanted to work on. So those got really popular, too. Yeah, those are great. I mean, both are amazing options. I So with the current environment that we're in, have you, have any of those clients done like any Zoom or... Um, any makeup lessons like that, like virtually? Have you done um, any of those? Yeah. So what? when this all happened, I knew I had to put different things in place. So I started offering um, makeup or excuse me, skincare consultations because people's skin, you know, things were people were a little bit stressed and, you know, maybe they need to switch out some products. So I, I did more of the <clears throat> Zoom skincare consultations and then I came up with a um, self-care at-home facial kit and those did extremely well so um, I also offered a, a zoom complimentary zoom session with that if they needed to be walked through each step but I provided them with a full um, little pdf of st- the step-by-step I mean they had everything they needed you know to do two mini facials at home um, so that's kind of where the focus went. Um, I offered some makeup sessions, but, um, for some reason those didn't seem to be as popular during this time. Wow. Are you still doing those? Are you still op- offering the, um, the, the at home facial? Yeah. I am. I just sold out. Um, so I'm going to wow. wait for another, you know, little, round to come through and then I have everything at home. I mean, my kitchen and my spare room is basically my at-home studio because I've moved everything out of my studio um, product-wise. So I have my own little (laughs) store at home. Wow. I I mean, I think it's brilliant. I think, you know, earlier when you mentioned that you were being forced to think outside of the box and so many people Mm -hmm. are, Mm -hmm. but um, it's people like you that are so inspirational because you're being, you're so innovative, right? Like you're, you're taking this time and then you're creating some other like source, right? Right. Yeah. And it's funny because sometimes you don't realize that you're actually doing it or you're doing something, you know, you, you, I don't know. I get so much in my head and I, then I get stuck. But then one day I wake up and I'm like, I am going to get SHIT done. This is what I got to do. So, you know, in my head pops, I can do that. So (laughs) I look around and, look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, get to it. Um, you know, and even things like I've never used Skype. So now I know how to use Skype. I (laughs) didn't know how to do zoom. So I had to learn zoom. Um, and then just as much as I preach to everybody to take moments and, and breathe and inhale those essential oils, I have to practice that for myself, um, as well. So I have a gemstone bed that I, um, incorporated into my treatments at my studio and that's at my house now so every day every night I lay on my gemstone bed and I listen to yoga nidra which I never knew what that was so I love it yeah so I just think it's such a cool time in spite of everything that you can kind of reinvent yourself and learn anything you want on YouTube University or you know (laughs) through other people so 
Yeah, no, I love yoga, um, Nidra. I love it. I, I would do the guided ones on, mm-hmm. um, you know, on YouTube. There's some great ones on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's wild, actually. I enjoy it. But tell me about this gemstone bed, because I know nothing about this. Oh, my goodness. Um, a good friend of mine, she's makeup artist, hairstylist in L.A., and she told me about this about two years ago. And when she told me about this gemstone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, I just really couldn't, you know, I didn't know it. I didn't see it. I'm super visual. So um, I said, OK, OK, I'll look into it. And then I on one of the trips to L.A., I, I, I was doing shopping trips in L.A. every year. I would do um, swag bags for my clients. So I'd make it a fun time and go visit friends. And I stayed with her and she said, you're going to lie in my gemstone bed tonight. And I'm like, okay. And she brought it out and it's this mat that goes the entire length of, let's say like a, maybe a twin size bed weighs about 23 pounds. And in the lining, you can see, cause if they're sewn in um, amethyst, tourmaline and jade. And within that also are photon therapy lights. And then beyond that is PEMF therapy. So pulse electromagnetic field. I know it it sounds kooky, but um, she put me on that bed. And I literally in the first 20 minutes, I felt like my body was hovering a little bit. I felt calm. I felt relaxed. Um, The heat kind of just, you know, makes you sink into it your excuse me your muscles and joints um just I mean it's amazing um I drifted off to sleep like I never had done before and so I was sold so when um face and body aesthetics conference comes to San Jose the name of the company is called healthy line they came and I thought okay this is it they're they're here right in my backyard they're offering a phenomenal deal and I got to bring it so I purchased and started talking about it before it even arrived in my door. And I was booking people for free demos for probably a month. Um, then I came up with little packages that they could come in and um, add it to their facial. And it's it's really good for people also suffering from anxiety or depression. Um, so when the gemstones heat up, they release far infrared therapy. So it's like a good emotion type of a feeling um increases circulation the photon therapy kind of wakes up your cells and tells them to move around and uh, promote circulation um it's just i can't say enough about it and um if anybody comes to my house they're going to lie on my gemstone mat whether they want to or not (laughs) (laughs) it sounds magical it it really is there's a um there's a podcast. I, I can't think of the name of his podcast, but his name is Luke Story. Are you familiar okay. with him? No, I'm going to write his name down, though. Yeah, you should totally look him up because um, I'm pretty sure he's I, he's probably mentioned something very similar. I feel like I've heard of it. I just I can't think right now exactly. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you would enjoy some of his interviews on his podcast. Cool. Check so, him out. Yeah. And I tell people it's not hocus pocus. I mean, it's there's science to it. Right. So, you know, there there really is science to it. And then people that say that, you know, it's it's a little weird. It's this, it's that. And I ask them if they've ever had a um, a quartz watch 
you know, a quartz yeah. watch that that's that's a gemstone. There's a quartz inside of your watch, you know, in your hard drive, in your computer. Um, I mean, it's there's they, this company has like all the all the data and all the science to back it. So whenever anybody's a little bit skeptical, which I totally understand because I was <laughs> right, um, right. I send them a little video and, you know, show them the site and um, the company made me an affiliate code so I can pass that on to my clients. And I probably have eight clients that have purchased um, the small little portable ones for themselves at home you know, for the people that have ailments and stuff. Wow. Yeah. So I'll, I'll send that to you too, Brooke. Yeah. I, I'm going to look it up. It sounds amazing. I mean, it really does. It sounds yeah. great. Wow. So, I mean, all of these things innovator during this time, <laughs> uh, it's just amazing. I love it so much. So do you still have your skincare line? I do. I do. Yep. My, my sales are, you know, I just, it's really my only form of anything right now. Um, you know, while my studio was closed and I still have to pay my rent. Um, and you know, thankfully I have a very loyal clientele that is on my skincare. So, you know, when their stuff runs out, they replenish and I just have them go direct me to my, directly to my online store now. So it's, it's worked out quite well. And I've even launched, um, a brand new product during this time, which I was leery of doing, but I just did it. And it, that one little product sold out. So I, wow. I feel very fortunate that, um, you know, I, they, my clients know that I don't bring anything in my, my into my space that I don't believe in or feel a hundred percent about it's um, the efficacy of it. And mm-hmm. so you know, they trust me and I appreciate that. And I'm super fortunate. So looking back over your career, cause I feel mm-hmm. like you've, I mean, you've had such an amazing journey throughout everything. <laughs> is there, is there any point other than I know right now has been um, super, it's been such a huge growth period mm-hmm. of growth, right. For mm-hmm. everybody. But is there any other time during your career that you can look back at and say like this, you know, this was such a huge turning point or certain challenges that you had that you overcame or anything that you can think of? Um, I think if somebody asked me advice on opening your own business, I can't say I would tell them to do it the exact same way I did. I kind of did it by, I don't want to say force, but there was no real other options. So, you know, being that I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a budget. I ran up credit cards. I mean, that I wouldn't recommend, but it really taught me, you know, to survive and um, not be afraid to take chances and not be afraid to ask for help. Um, Things like that. Yeah, it makes me think. So if I'm I'm thinking about like, I feel like so many times in my life, it's been like that, where it's like something has, has pushed you to do things that maybe you would have taken longer to do. Right. For sure. That's that's how I feel about with you opening your own space. I feel like, you know, would you ever open, have opened your own space or would it have taken you three times as long to get where you are? You know, like, yeah, I think I never, I, I think I never would have opened 
my own space because I like comfort. Mm-hmm. I don't love change. I don't like confrontation. I'm happy when I'm in a zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, sink or swim, as they say. Um And just, you know, watching, watching and learning from other people, I think, you know, is also, you know, certain people have guided me and sometimes you don't, you don't see it when it's happening. You, when you reflect on it, you know, when you look back at the lesson that you didn't know was, you know, trying to, somebody was trying to teach you at that time. Yeah. Well, and I think too, because you're, you know, afterwards, you're always looking back at like a different, um, from a different perspective too, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. So, which is interesting. So we've kind of gone through your, the timeline of your career so far, but in the very beginning, when I asked who Pauline was, you mentioned that first and foremost, you're a mom. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about, talk about your daughter at all? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I have one daughter. Um, her name is Camille. And being a mom, um, as you know, Brooke, is one of the biggest, most important jobs, and you never stop learning and evolving and teaching, and it's it's crazy when your child becomes an adult, and you then begin to learn things from her, and, you know, I, I have this thing that I say to her, or say about her, you know, she never ceases to amaze me her strength and her courage with everything that she's been through in her life. Um, you know, she blows me away. Like she is, I say 10 times stronger than I was at 27. Um, and I love her fiercely. I mean, I am a, um, a mama bear (laughs) that will fiercely protect her. And, and, you know, she just, She's my everything. Um, and I also feel very fortunate to have a husband that is my biggest cheerleader and supports me in every aspect of my business. And he also owns his own business. So we we share that that um, passion. He is passionate about what he does. And I have the passion for my work and my my clients and my friends and He is always cheering me on, always. And, um, you know, I just, I feel so lucky. And uh, I come from two parents that are hardworking. My dad um, was that old-fashioned Mexican father that, you know, you didn't stay out past the sundown, you know, the sun going down. And um, both of my parents... um, and grandparents immigrated here from different parts of Mexico. And I just, you know, it's, it's ironic how, when you age, you look back on how you were raised and what you were taught. And you sometimes don't see the lessons that people taught you until they're gone. And all those things are special, very special. Yeah. I mean, they make you help create who you are, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I, I've met Camille and she's amazing. (laughs) I mean, I still, I mean, since I met the two of you, I just loved both of you so much and I've followed both of you. I mean, Mm -hmm. her, your business posts were always so inspiring and then her traveling and just 
the images of the forest and everything that she posts. I mean, she's, yes. she's amazing. <laughs> I mean, she yeah. really is. I just, I look at the stuff she's doing and I'm like, wow. I know. Firefighting. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. Can you, like, can you, can you not <laughs> please? <laughs> but you know, she, that's her passion. And as parents, we support our children's passion. Yeah. You I know? mean, to have, to have a parent who supports your passion is, it's, you know, it's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Because not all of us have always had that. So, you know, as a parent, um, that's something that I, that I hope as the boys get older that I continue to do, mm-hmm. um, that I plan on doing, because I think it's so important because it allows them to really be who they are, you know, be themselves. For sure. Of course. So I have <clears throat> a last question for you. So okay. if you had a conversation with yourself in 2010. So today's 2020 Pauline was mm-hmm. having a conversation with 2010's Pauline. What would you say to her? I would say not to be so hard on yourself. And I would say not to be insecure and to be confident and secure and feel safe. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And I just want to say something to you, Brooke, you know, meeting you five years ago at the Artist Summit, you, you know, meeting you towards, we met you towards the end of our trip Mm -hmm. and, you know, hundreds of people there, right? And you see people and I don't know, some people are friendly, some people are approachable, some people, and, and then you meet these people that you have one little conversation with that leads, you know, into other things and you see something special, you see something special in, in those people. And you were one of those people and you just had the sweetest, sweetest heart and the kindest disposition. And I've never forgotten that. Mm, So thank you. Thank you you so much for joining me today. Do you want to share your social media handles and how people can follow you and find you? Of course, of course. Um, everything is listed as Pauline Farachi Beauty, P-A-U-L-I-N-E, F is in Frank, A-R-A-C-E, Beauty. Um, my Instagram, uh, my website, uh, Facebook. I don't have Twitter. Um, and, you know, one of my taglines that I've had all along um, is tap into your natural beauty. And I just think now ever more, uh, more than ever, it's so important. And so I'm just going to keep running with that and encouraging people to do that because we all have it and we don't always see it in ourselves, but other people see it in us. So I'm just going to keep encouraging um, people to do that. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think just like you said, now more than ever, right? And hopefully yes. if even not even on the exterior, but even on the inside, right? Yes, of course. It's 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 in there. Everybody has it. You know, everybody has it. It's just a matter of tapping into it and connecting and bringing it out and, you know, appreciating who you are. Thank you so much, Pauline. Thank you, Brooke. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a like and follow us at The Collective Pro.